How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming at y'all from a different spot. I'm out in Chicago for work right now. Today is Thursday, July 25th, and I'm joined once again by my co-host and podcasting partner, Brett Baker. Brett, say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? It's been a while. I like what you've done with the place, Thomas. Um, I'm glad that you've had me on today because... I don't really get to talk about betting much anymore. Like, I really don't. So I don't really do it on TRP. We did it a lot when we were going back and forth between podcasts, but I haven't really got to do it a lot, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be fun to break these things down. We got some good things finally in the future market, some good betting stuff. You know, it's just, we just don't have time during the day to do baseball. And plus, baseball, you know how it is. It's real. It's, <laughs> You're talking about baseball betting? Hard. Yeah, there's no point, honestly. It's pointless. Dude, you but- just don't bet on baseball, man. Yeah, at the time off to regroup and get ready for football season, rebuild that bankroll. <laughs> but let's get down to it here, guys. Um, b- better bet here. So, Alex, so you, there is an option at books to take Alabama or Clemson as your national championship winner. This is at minus one hundred and seventy, which means you risk one hundred seventy dollars to win a hundred, and then you can also get the field at plus one forty five, which means you risk a hundred dollars to win one hundred forty five. Brett, which do you think is the better bet? For me personally, I cannot. I'm going with the field. Uh, we've seen Clemson and Alabama repeat so many damn matchups that I just can't. Like, I it cannot be sustainable. I think that we're gonna get a different champion this year, and even maybe even a different game overall. But another thing, I just don't like the odds. Negative uh, one seventy is just not what I'm looking at as a good payout. A good bet. I'm going with the field just because I'm not going to bet on it personally. I really don't think I would, but that's my pick. Yeah, you know, I'm not playing anything here either with them, but I lean towards the minus 170 for Bama and Clemson. And look, this is my reasoning here. Clemson is their the lowest game they're favored in is 17 and a half versus Texas A&M. And, you know, I just it just feel like that there's too much. They're way too better. Like, uh, they're way too much. They're way too better. better than, yeah, I can't even spit it out. They're on a whole other level, basically, from the rest of the ACC. I mean, unfortunately, my Florida State Seminoles and the and the Miami no. Hurricanes are the next two best teams in the ACC. And I Your don't think Seminoles suck, close. man. Y'all, y'all Bro, are hey, so bad. Bucks, man, eight games this year. We're having a bounce back season. But, look, I don't think anybody can take down Clemson. I mean, Trevor Lawrence would have to get hurt realistically for them to lose a game mm-hmm. i mean i could see a team like i mean i could see some teams covering these spreads against them don't get me wrong i don't think they'll cover all those spreads they'll definitely get lazy and some teams will be able to backdoor them or you know give them a game where they're gonna have to pull, play and pull away late but overall <coughs> excuse me guys but overall i just don't see any way anyone can beat clemson so i think clemson in the final four you know i think that that's definitely locked away so that's pretty good odds on that end and then if you look at Bama from the other end, you know, Bama has a relatively easy schedule. They avoid they avoid the better teams on that side on the uh, SEC East. So, you know, I just feel like Alabama, the team they are. Look, I think Georgia might be able to beat them. I pray to God. We'll I mean, yeah, I mean, Georgia's come Jesus. so close every single time. They got the best offensive line in the nation. So, you know, I'm I not going out to watch this year's game against Alabama. I'm not. I've I've been out at like a bar or some type of out of my home environment, I am sitting on my the edge of my bed and watching it in complete silence. 
I can't do it again, dude. It destroys me every single year. Hey, you know, I can't bl- I can't blame you there. I mean, I felt bad for the Georgia fans last time it happened. I mean, it was I, I've never seen Buckhead be so lit and just go from so lit to so dead in the snap of a finger. But I think Alabama, you know, they get LSU at home this year. Mississippi State's not going to be as good of a team. Uh, Tennessee, who I think will be one of the better teams in the SEC this year, they're, you get them at home. I mean, Ole Miss at home. At Texas A&M and at Auburn, realistically, are the two hardest games on that schedule, and I think Alabama can weather the storm in both those. I mean, Auburn's going to have some freshman quarterbacks. I think that is the best opportunity to take them down there. But I, I, think, I, I just at, think, I think that any preseason bet that's like, plus 145 on every team in college football except for two teams, you kind of, it's it's a great prop bet. I mean, you can't, like, not do it, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't bet know, on this period just because I don't like the odds that Clemson or Alabama might not win it all. It doesn't seem possible to me. But at the same time, it seems like it would be a good bet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, I can agree with you a little bit on that. I just feel like, I mean, like you said, I just Clemson and Alabama have won it pretty much every year, and I just don't see a way that one of them two is doesn't end up holding the trophy. I'd say Georgia's their biggest threat, but I mean, I just don't see a way Clemson or unless there's like big time injuries, I just don't see a way one of them doesn't hold up the trophy. Um, do you see value in phenomenal. placing? Oh, it'd be crazy. Do you see value in placing a future bet on them? Both teams are plus two twenty five. Oh yeah, I like the plus twenty five bet a lot. Because they're they're dominant teams and they are expected to be dominant, so I I don't doubt that two twenty five would pay out. And I think it's probably a better odds. I would probably go towards Clemson's side, simply because they just have the easiest path to get there. I mean, Alabama has been so consistent on getting to the end, but at the same time, playing in that SEC division, I think you never know what could happen. Yeah, I mean, so it, obviously it's you're better off placing a bet on the minus 170 for one of the two of them to win rather than betting on both of them at plus 225 to win it all. But, you know, I I think Clemson at 225, that's the best odds you're going to get them at. So I would definitely take, take Clemson at that, but... I'll actually tell y'all in a little bit sooner what my uh, future bet is that I placed on the national champion. Mm. I didn't, I didn't, I threw pizza money on it though, you know, just because kind of, I just pizza saw money. a lot of value on of it. So I was like, oh, you know, that crust pizza, pizza, you know, nothing cheap, nothing cheap, but a nice cheesy crust pizza. That's what kind of money I threw on my future okay. and my national champion. But, um, who do you, out of, out of the field, I don't know. Do you have the odds pulled up in front of you right now? I do not. Okay, well, I'll give you a second then to pull up the national champion on ship odds, and I'll go ahead and tell y'all who I see a lot of value in. I see a lot of value in Georgia at plus 800. Like we said a second ago, I feel like that plus 800, you know, it's probably the best odds you're going to get on Georgia as of right now. And, I mean, Georgia is the best offensive line in football. They've come so close so many times. I mean, they've built a program to the point that it's as good as – I think Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama have a program that are on another level from mm-hmm. the rest of the team. So, I it's mean, a three-tier, Georgia, it's a three-tier uh, NCAA right now. or uh, They're on the top tier, and those are the three yeah. teams. Exactly. I'm not saying that I'm picking Georgia to win it all, but there's just so much value in plus 800 when you can get a team that's as good as Clemson or Bama at that price. I think you got to throw something on it. Especially with 
the SEC this year is generally weaker than it usually is, I would say. Would you agree with that? I wouldn't say that they're necessarily... Yeah. They've had years where they've been absolutely overpowering. But I think that this is one of the, I would say, more down years. Not to say that they're bad by any means because they have teams that are in the top 25 scattered throughout with Florida, Auburn, and LSU. But I think that this is a definitely a year where Georgia, Alabama have the leg up on the rest of the competition in the SEC coming out of the gates. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm not very big on Auburn this year. I actually have a pretty hefty ticket placed on them going under this season in their win total of eight. I think those freshman quarterbacks will struggle in that system, but I mean, could be wrong there, but that's just the way I look at it for Auburn is I feel like their schedule is way too hard. They, have, I believe they have the hardest schedule in the nation. I think that I think they're going to be real beat up when it comes down to the end of the season. I think LSU, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, I mean, all four of them to me are, are, are the elite of the elite. Thing is, Alabama gets LSU at home this season. Florida and Georgia, we know that game's played on a neutral site in Jacksonville. Florida is a little bit tougher schedule than Georgia does. And I'm also a Florida State fan, so I'm a little biased against Florida, too. I can't even lie. But I think that Georgia will best Florida. I mean, Felipe Franks back there throwing the ball. I just I just can't buy into Felipe Franks, man. So A lot of, a lot of people are me, high on uh, Texas for that Georgia game. I, but Georgia wasn't even caring, man. They don't even care. Dude, Georgia didn't care. They phoned that game in. I'm actually not very high on Texas this season. I took under their win total as well at 9.5. Um, give me your way too early final four here, Brett. Hmm. I'm going to have to say that it's got to be the, the top three right there, Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson. Okay. For me personally, I think those are the top of the line teams. I don't think that, that bearing injury, if injuries do not exist, those are my three in the playoffs. The fourth one got to be, Got to be the winner between Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, they've left that conference out multiple times. Um, bearing, you know, just a complete breakdown in that conference, which I would not think would happen. It's got to be somebody from that conference. You know what I'm saying? It has to. I think that, yeah, you know, I think that region, that demographic is going to boycott the NCAA if they don't get a team in there. Yeah, you know, Look, I think that it's those big, the three big dogs, like you said, and then I'm going to Ohio State I'm, though. I'm I'm going Michigan actually. I like Michigan here. I think it's hard. I think this is Harbaugh's final chance. He's got to get it done. You the know? city of Cleveland is just popping though, dude. I'm just the state in general. Mm, I think Ohio State's gonna have a little bit more of a down year. I'm just I don't know. I, they got a new coach and everything. They had so they've had so many close calls in the past. I feel like this time they don't have that. We'll see, Hall of dude. Fame coach to get them through, but this whole conference is full of close calls in the past. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. The, the Big Ten really is. See, look, I feel like that Oklahoma, if it comes down to where that there's the there's one loss Georgia, there's one loss Oklahoma, one loss um, Michigan, all trying to get in there, or let's say Michigan's already in there between the one losses. I see Oklahoma getting left out. They've already had their two shots at the Final Four, and that did. Not they not seem to get the championship game. Really, three or four years that there's been the Final Four, Oklahoma. So, I just don't. I just can't pick the Sooners to get back here. Also, I really want to see how Jalen Hurts and this offense performs. It's more of a passing offense, and Jalen Hurts a little bit more of a runner. But I will also say this: a lot smaller defenders in the Big Twelve. So I do feel like Jalen Hurts could run all over them. But 
I like Michigan to get here into the Final Four as my final team. So I'm going to go to the three, the two SEC teams, Clemson and Michigan, in my Final Four. I'm sticking so, with the Ohio State. I mean, I think we got everything. I think we agree on this for the most part for right now. College football is always so interesting, though, because mm-hmm. so many things can go south so quickly. And this entire top four can just blow up. So I'm definitely interested, especially with all the uh, conference play between, you know, Georgia, Florida. You know, that whole entire conference is going to play each other. So it's going to be, I can't wait for college football. I can't wait for football in general, man. It relieves so much stress for me. Oh, I'm right there with you, Brett. I can't wait for football either. And, you know, I mean, like like we just said, it's going to be fun to watch. That's not necessarily my final, final four prediction, but that's what I'm going with right now is my way too early. And we'll, we'll get me and Brett next week are going to dive in deep into college football. I'm feeling a little big 12 preview. All right. I'm down. I'm down. I'm yeah. Down. We got it. It's, it's time. You know, it's going to be August it next is. week. We got to start You're diving right. in 12 right. week zeros at the very end. So it's about that time. Let's move here back to a little basketball. Y'all know, I love talking about basketball. I got a big smile on my face. To talk about this one. So all these players withdrawing from Team USA this week, whether it was Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, James Harden, CJ McCollum, um, that's just to name a few right there. I don't, I, I don't even want to go down the list of all the guys. Um, so pretty much, it's it's kind of the B squad in here for Team USA. Sometimes, and we got the B- in some pieces, it's the C squad. You broke up a little bit there with what you're saying, but I was saying in some I mean, cases there's it's a, the C squad. Shoot, I don't know about that now, but I mean, there's, de- there's definitely better ballers that are American. It kind of, it kind of makes me mad, honestly, that players are sitting this out a little bit. I love how Donovan Mitchell though has really stepped up. It's being one of the guys to voice that he wants to play him, that he takes pride in this. So currently, to win the FIBA basketball tournament, which I think it starts in two, it's either two or three weeks. Um. Would you take USA minus 400 or the field at plus 300 to win it all? Got to take USA. I mean, seriously, you're not finding me betting against the USA. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I can't. Like, it's not, it's not possible. Yeah, like, there's just no way I feel like you can go against USA. I feel like this is probably going to be their starting five here. You got Kimball Walker. You got Chris Middleton. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Then you can go with Drummond if you want to at center. John Collins. It doesn't matter because you. Yeah. It does. I feel like an NBA team could be, like a mid-tier NBA team could beat everybody in the FIBA. Oh, yeah. absolutely! I mean, you put the Hawks up against one of them, they'd run them off the damn court. Honestly, I feel like that would probably happen. No joke. Oh, for sure. Even the Cavs or the Bulls, or I mean, actually, the Bulls aren't bad. Even I think. Who are the lowest? Bro, the Cavs are nice. Chill with that, dude. And I don't know about this year. They might be in the, the future. Cavs the Suns, nice. dude. Those Paxton. those guards are nice. Colin Sexton, seventeen points a game, rookie season. Nobody even talked about it once. No, I like Colin Sexton. Don't get me wrong. I always have like Colin Sexton as a scorer. I just want to see Darius Garland. I still have yet to watch Darius Garland play a game, so I'm not going to make any judgments on him until I see him play. Hey, Darius Garland's highlight tape though was so nice. How many games have you watched him play, though? I just said his highlight tape was nice. I didn't say anything else. I didn't say uh, anything uh, even uh, about I, him. And uh, you got Kevin Love, dude. He's it. so nice. We're going to get something Kevin, out of him. 
and he's Kevin just Love like chose to sat out too yesterday. He's well, that's because he got a dog and he's just been living it up this offseason. Hey, Kevin Love, you know, nobody's got more swag than Kevin Love here. I'll pull up right now what our um what our current roster is looking like. I mean, so right now our current roster is looking like Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Andre Drummond, um, John Collins, Trey Young, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley, Julius Randall, Marcus Smart, Miles Turner. Kimble We're good, Walker, dude. You don't even. Why, why are we Chase even talking Tatum. about this? We are so good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I honestly, I might lay a ticket on a minus four hundred. I just don't see any way. Like, like, listen to this team: Miles Turner, PJ Tucker, Mason Plumley, Marcus Smart, Julius Randall. Those are highlighting the non-big names on there. All those guys are dogs on the defensive end. I actually like the fa- I actually like the fact that some of these, you know, perennial all-stars and all-pro players are mm-hmm. sitting out because it gives an opportunity for some of the younger dudes. It's almost like they know that they're going to win. It's like here, you can go get your medal with Team USA, and we're gonna be chilling in the offseason. Like, go ahead, go ahead and do it. Buddy. No. I- yeah, and it gets some more experience. Like I love this. Like Trey Young's gonna be practicing with all these great players and getting better. I mean, ooh, I can't wait. I'm I'm excited to watch. I think the game's gonna be on early, but that's something that'll get me out of bed anytime, no matter what time it is. Whether it's 4 a.m., I'll get get right out of bed to watch that. Um, are you upset though with these with the big name players sitting out or? No, dude, feel? I actually like it, man. I really do. I think that they've had their moment to shine and an international audience, and I think that. Everybody knows who they are at this point in an international audience, and they've gotten theirs. It's time to let somebody else get theirs, and this is no better time to do so. No, I agree with you completely, and I think it teaches like it, it adds like the element of learning how to play into big games for a lot of these younger guys, and plus it lets us showcase some of the lesser known young and upcoming rising stars in the league and plus i think it's fun to watch them all play together because it builds friendships and stuff between the younger that, guys and it builds a, something i love that and it builds them as players i mean it's just more mm-hmm. bases for the nba to just you know expand i guess it's growth yeah the nba yeah, is no, literally I, going to be the in 10 years it's going to be the biggest uh or, or what what would you biggest league it's the biggest league yeah yeah, honestly, I think in 10 years we're going to have teams in Japan. China. I think we're going to have teams across the map in 10 years. So, I mean, the NBA is already the most global sport. I mean, it's only going to keep getting more global. It could be even less than 10 years before we see that. You, say, Let's you think, keep... just to go on my conversation from the podcast that I recorded with Vic, do you think that we get – this is a specific question for you combining the two. Do you think I... that we get a team in Japan first or do you think we get hoverboards first? team in japan first no okay sweet bro what if japan gives us hoverboards we're giving them a team oh that's an interesting choice to put on it right there honestly honestly area 51 they probably have fully functional hoverboards that's what my take was but we'll get to that once i release that yeah that's what i'm saying like they already probably time travel go invisible do all, all that stuff already in area 51 but I, I, who knows what they had there? Honestly, you know, I might watch a documentary about Area 51 once we're done doing this. But let's keep moving here. <laughs> Dude, let's, uh, an uh, alien Netflix series. It's out there. It's ooh, called Another Life. Ooh. ooh, I might have to watch that. Um, so right now we have Zion wins Rookie of the Year at minus 120, but he's also at minus 120. 
that he won't. Which side do you like better? Mm, I'm going to say that he... Such a hard one. I'm going to say that he won't, and not because he's not performing well. I think he's going to get... I think he's going to miss a lot of games. Interesting. See... I, I was thinking about it that way earlier that I feel like he might miss a lot of games. So there's two ways you got to look at this. There's the Pelicans aren't winning a lot of games and Zion will definitely sit out a ton if that's I think the, the case. Pelicans but are winning some games though. I, yeah, I think the Pelicans will win probably 38, 39 games. And, you know, they'll be in the playoff that. race for a little while. Yeah, they'll be in the playoff race for a little while. I think they'll drop out as the season. Kind of how the Lakers where you know, there'll be separation eventually that happens, and I think that'll kind of happen to the Pelicans. But I'm going to go with Will win Rookie of the Year. And look, I wanted to pick John Morant to win it, but I think the I think the Pelicans are going to win enough games out of all these teams with the rookies on where they can make big enough of impact. And I think that he can get it because R.J. Barrett's going to have the defense collapse all over him, you know, because he's the, really the only scoring option for New York. So R.J. Barrett's going to have some tough nights where he goes, you know, like we saw him in the summer league where he's two for 18 with, 16 points and then where he's gonna have some nights where he just goes bonkers and he drops a 40 piece on you know he's a dark horse for rookie of the year i'd love to see some odds on that i'd love to see the odds on uh there's a couple that i'd like to see the odds on i was looking at it earlier brandon clark would be a nice one that would just be random yeah i don't see that one let me find it here for you just some random player that has an opportunity that's thin on the depth chart of a team because you never really do know. Say that. If you like found, like yeah, I, I want to see the odds just for a random. Okay, here we are. John Morant's at plus 300. Darius Garland's at plus 1600, dude. I'm going to tag it. That's valuable, honestly. I'm going to tag it. Kobe White is another one that could really sneak in and win it. I think he's talented mm-hmm. enough. That's plus 1800. And, you know, somebody. There are so many players that could actually like make even Tyler Hero is another one that's actually been balling out in the summer league, which yeah, he will have he has he will have enough playing time. Grant like if a player gets enough playing time and he can ball out, then I think that somebody else can slip in because we talked about this before. This draft was pretty thin in terms of like game changing players. Mm-hmm. And because of that, if Zion Williamson goes out for any time at all, and somebody else can easily sneak in. Yeah, see, know. that's why I think John Morant would probably be next in line. But I mean, if I had to, t- if I had to throw take a flyer a on a on a dark horse, I would take Ryu Hachimura. This guy has mm-hmm. only been playing basketball since he was like, I believe, four, it's either fourteen or fifteen years old, and he's shown a lot of signs of improvement. I also think the NBA favors his his playing style a little bit. He kind of reminds me of Giannis with how he can't really shoot the deep ball, but he has a decent mid-range. He can get to the rim, plays good defense. I mean, I could see him logging a lot of minutes for this Wizards team, and I could also see it going the other way where he's is a two-, three-, four-year project. I think no matter what, Hachimura will be a really good player in this league, but I could definitely see, you know, I could see it going either way. Hey, here's, here's one that's a uh, dark horse. Michael yeah, Porter Michael. Jr., yeah, I knew you were gonna say that one. I was looking right at him. Yeah, that's uh, I just th- I just think there's too many. There's just too much of a backup at those positions for you him. You think the so though? Because if you look at the uh, Nuggets, 
at times last year, their guard play really struggled. And I remember us talking about it on our on the podcast about, you know, during those series, the guard play was really struggling at times. Yeah. And they didn't really have a consistent option on the uh, bench. I mean. Hey, you remember our change that they made and it worked for them? Yeah, it did. We called it right off put, the bat. Yes. Yeah, we we called it. They did it the next night, and then they ended up winning the series, baby. That was that was a nice call by us. Honestly, we need to highlight these more often. <laughs> yeah, we do. We need, need to, to have be like, an added segment, like, like "Hey, times like, that we were actually right." Yeah, where Colin was right, where call where Thomas and Brett were right, where to- where we were wrong. It's probably just going to go on for like an hour. No, we're dude, we're wrong. not even ever going to mention that. Dude. Nobody mentions that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, we're just gonna- yeah. If we were wrong, we forgot about it already. To be so. honest, we have a montage of times that we were right and we should just release it yeah and we might have picked like maybe one time we were wrong just to make y'all think that like we kept track of times we were wrong but we really did but anyway uh last question here here you answer this one first dude you don't you answer this one first all right fine over Over under 18 and a half points per game for zion williamson this is tough like honestly this is really hard for me I'm going to go over, though, in the new league. I feel like the way Zion plays, he'll be able to get out and run. I think he's going to come in at, what, 19.6, maybe tap 20. Mm. So I think Zion can hit the over. I think he's going to hit 18. Ooh, that half point might save you. What if it's, like, 18.64? No, it might be something like that. Like, I was low-key thinking about, like, hitting, like, the 18.4-ish. I think he's going to be heavy on the boards at first. Because God knows Jaleel Okafor does not like to throw himself, throw himself around, especially with Zion down there. He's probably going to be a little bit scared. So I think Zion's going to get, you know, 18 and 10-ish. And a lot of the other supporting cast is going to be able to – he's going to open up a lot for that team. But I think Drew Holiday is going to be their leading scorer. They already talked about how it's kind of like Drew's team at this point. At, at, as of right now, just because he's the vet, he's the leading scorer last year, and he's the guy that stuck around. So I think that he's not going to average a crazy high number, but I think that he's still going to average like 18 and 10. I think that's his, I think that's his number. And I think his assists are going to actually boost, dude. Ooh, I, could, I could see it. Um, let's. I think, yeah, I could, actually, I agree with you that he'll be one of the guys that will stuff the stat sheet in all the spots, but... For the sake of keeping things going here, we'll move again. I right, let's do this one quick. These future mark. Yeah, let's do let's do these last ones quick. I also have a funny question for you that just kind of popped in my mind that I think would be pretty funny. <laughs> give, all right, give me two. No, all right, do not pick the Dodgers, please. Not do not much, pick the no, Dodgers. What the what the hell is this, man? All right, do oh, not never pick, the, pick Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Astros, or the Yankees. Give me two teams in the MLB futures market that you say think it, have value. I'm gonna to say win the World it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm Let me guess the Braves. It. You said it for me, so I don't have to say it. Because technically hey. I'm still employed with them. But yes. The ATL hey. Bravos. Yeah, I'm I mean, I agree with you completely. I think the way the Braves I mean, the fact we added Dallas Keuchel. We got the hitting. I mean, the, Walker Buehler has been very hittable lately. I'm still on the side that Ryu. I mean, Ryu's been walking a lot more batters lately. I'm still on the side of Ryu regressing as the season goes on. I mean, Kershaw, I don't want any part of Kershaw, but I think that th- that 
threesome can be very hittable, and I could definitely see the Braves being able to get past the Dodgers. No Another one, thing, we're going to have a better record An- than the team in the Central, and no one's coming to Atlanta beating us with the way we swing those bats at home. Another thing, though, is I think that the Braves get substantially better in this next week because we're going to have MLB trade deadline in this upcoming week, and I think that the Braves are going to pull the trigger on somebody. I'm not sure who. I saw this uh, this tweet about <laughs> Edwin Diaz and Noah Syndergaard, or Syndergaard, or however you say his name, mm-hmm. Thor. It was like the video of Thor landing on uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. It was Thor and Groot, and it was like Edwin Diaz is Groot, and you know Thor, obviously. But it was I, I seriously think the Braves are going to get like substantially better at the deadline. That's a. I like it. I like it. This is my me personal a, pick. My second pick is you said not the Yankees, not the Yankees, Astros, or or uh, actually, you know, you can pick the Yankees or Astros, just no Dodgers because they're the favorite right now. I won't pick the Yankees, but you got to give me a second. I didn't know those rules coming in, so I picked. Well, the I mean, Yankees. you can pick the Yankees. Honestly, that's fine. The, I, I, I mean, won't pick I, the Yankees. Don't worry, dude. I will pick somebody else. Go with your right. first pick, and then I will pick my second one. All right, my other team that I see value on to win the World Series, actually, I kind of hate myself for saying this one, but I have to just because I think the Astros or Yankees are for sure coming out of the AL, so I don't see any value in anyone else. The but twins? No, no I honestly, I think the Indians are going to edge them for the division. I really do. I think the Twins will keep regressing. We've seen them regress the seasons gone on. I actually like the Washington Nationals, believe it or not, as much as I hate myself for saying it. I feel like the Nationals here, I mean, they're dangerous. I mean, you get that threesome going where you have Corbin, Strasburg, and uh, Schmack Scherzer. I mean, nobody in the league wants to go up against those three arms. The bullpen is very shaky, which is, will probably end up being the downfall of the Nationals. But the Nationals are for sure going to get in the playoffs as a wild card, and I could see them making a little noise. For me personally, I would never pick the Nationals just because they're the Nationals. However, I would honestly – if it, a situation in, happened where the Nationals were in the playoffs and the Braves were not. I might root for the Nationals just because I would love the Nationals to win it and be able to pretty much say a great big, like, fuck you to Bryce Harper. That would be awesome. Like, Bryce hey, Harper well, would look like such off. a moron. Oh, for sure. Well, the Nationals are also at plus 2,500. So, I mean, I feel like with that rotation they're hitting, there's a good bit of value there. Who, <laughs> Who's your uh, dark horse? My dark horse? Uh, so or the not second your dark team, horse. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, yeah, dark horse for sure. I, I'm going to go with a dark horse. Really, it's crazy to say it's a dark horse, but I'm going to go with a dark horse, like I've been saying, of the Boston Red Sox repeating out of nowhere in classic Boston fashion. I don't see it at all. I know I know you don't see it at all, but wouldn't it just be the most Boston thing that you've ever seen in terms of being alive for the last twenty years? Absolutely, but we've seen enough Boston and I would I could go <laughs> you the rest of my life seeing them. Oh, they a hundred percent do, but hey, I could go the rest of my life without seeing Boston win another championship and be perfectly satisfied with that. So Let's keep things moving here now. We'll go to the lightning like, round. You've only and spent so, like 10 years watching Boston win. In different sports, it's been like 10 years. True. Um, nice. Let's go to the 
Let's go to the lightning round here, though, and save my funny question for last. Um, all right, should the Clippers in the Lakers be NBA's opening night and Christmas Day primetime matchup? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Because yeah, LeBron absolutely. James is a gift to all humans. You know, I can't go against you on that. I also <laughs> loved how Kawhi talked a little smack in that uh, interview. You know, where he was where he was saying how that Magic leaked the story, and he was so. You know, I feel like Kawhi helped stir the pot just enough that this is this is the new best rivalry in in uh, the NBA, and I think it's yeah, going to be really fun to watch. You have to stir the pot if you choose the Clippers over the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody's going to stir it for you, so you might as well just get ahead of it and just go yeah. ahead and do it yourself. And I love it. I think that. Yeah, you know, Kawhi never talks, so it's fun to see him be the one to stir the pot. I think that opening night, maybe. Uh, Christmas Day, for sure. You got to have that on Christmas. You know I'm watching that on Christmas Day. I'm watching A Christmas Story and Clippers-Lakers. See, the three biggest games on... See, I always watch Christmas Story the night before, but to me, the three biggest games (laughs) games... In the NBA, it goes – so the biggest day to me is opening night – or not opening night. And so the biggest days in order goes Christmas Day, MLK Day, and opening night. So I feel like you got to play them in all three of those. Like usually when the Warriors and Cavs would play each other, it would get, it, they would do a Christmas Day and MLK Day. I feel like you got to do those two in Dude, prime I time. I love MLK Day basketball. I love it. Nothing better. Every team in the league plays pretty much. That's I, I love MLK Day for that sole reason of all the NBA we get. Um, second that to last sole question, reason. No, obviously I love, <laughs> but I mean that's what that's what makes MLK Day like. That's probably it's honestly probably up there in my favorite holidays behind Thanksgiving and Christmas. Probably up next. Um, next next question. Second to last one before we get out of here. NFL matchup you're most involved. Tw- or most excited to watch this season. This is the catch, though, here that doesn't involve your team. Because I know you're asked about to pick him Cowboys versus uh, Cowboys versus Eagles or something. You know I'm about to pick Falcons Saints. So. No, oh. I wouldn't do that. But I might pick a Cowboys game. Um, let's see here. I don't the Patriots and the Chiefs play. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm sure they do. I almost am positive they that they play, but so the way they do the schedules is it goes: you have like a specific division you play out of the NFC and the AFC. You play the teams in your conference, then you play the teams that were in the same position in your conference. So then, pretty much means they have to play. Let's see here. Hmm. I'm also looking at the Cowboy. I'm looking forward to the Cowboys Saints game. I will say that much because those games are honestly always fun to watch. For real. I think it will be a good game. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you all mine that I'm most excited for. Oh, I'm there's just like exci- not one game we're picking for multiples? What do you mean? We're not just picking one particular game, just multiple matchups? I mean, you can pick multiple matchups if you want to, but, okay. I'll go ahead and give, but I'll go ahead and give one that I'm really excited for here. And that is the Packers versus the Chiefs. I believe this game is in week eight. It's the Packers at the Chiefs. You get to watch... Arguably the two best quarterbacks in the league go at it with Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. I mean, can't ask for much else. That's going to be a great game. 
on Sunday Night Football, too. I think that we're going to see a lot of great games this year, especially with all the changes that have happened. But I'm also looking forward to seeing big matchup games, interdivision at the end of the season, like the Browns versus you know either the Steelers or the Ravens. That is going to be a fun atmosphere. We haven't seen the Browns in a competing situation in our entire lives. That's not, crazy. We have not seen them in a situation where it's like, win and go to the next stage. We have not seen that happen one time, and I think that we are finally going to be able to see that happen. And for that, I am looking forward to it. I think we saw one time, and I think it was a season in which they went like eight, seven, and one or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll also be fun watching the Browns times. at the 49ers on Monday Night Football. I got pretty high on the 49ers this season. Um I don't have any like but big last question here before we can sit here and break down Phil's What so you gotta say? I said I don't really have any big NFL like or Cowboys rather big Cowboys matchups that are divisional based because we're gonna beat the hell out of our division. Minus maybe hey. Philly. I'm worried about Philly, but I'm not worried about the Redskins and the Giants at all. Not even slightly. I can definitely agree with you on that. I'm not going to say anything more just because we'll sit here and argue for hours. But the last thing I got to say is which which person do you think could do a better job doing the other person's job? Mm. J. Cole or Quinn Cook? Oh. Did you see the video today of uh, – it was? I don't know if I you saw, follow. No, I, I saw uh, the whole Dame Lillard challenge thing. No, no, no. So today – so I don't know if you follow this or not, really, but so Chris Brickley is a big – he's a big, like, basketball trainer, yeah. trains all the guys yeah, up yeah, in New yeah. York. So they do those blacktop runs with him up there in New York. And so today um, doing one of the runs with them was J. Cole playing with him, and he was getting buckets. I don't doubt that. He's nice. He played basketball, like, coll- collegiately, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Did he play college ball? I'm pretty sure he had the opportunity to play college ball. And when you're fucking – you're – J. Cole, you are overloaded on confidence. Oh, absolutely. You feel like I mean, you can't yeah. miss at all times. He's the, like, Future is by far my favorite rapper, period. But, I mean, I, I can't even lie. J. Cole's the best in the game. J. Cole is just but, J. Cole, man. It's just a different story for him. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go J. Cole could definitely do a better job doing – or could definitely do a better job doing Quinn Cook's job than Quinn Cook could doing J. Cole's. No, for sure. I feel like J. Cole has definitely probably got more confidence than him in any aspect of life. Crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, plus I've never heard Quinn Cook try to rap. But I think it's a little... I thought Quinn Cook, for some reason when you brought that up, I thought Quinn Cook, like, came out and tried to hit on that Damian Lillard bars challenge that he had a couple days ago. No, no, no. Yeah, that Dame killed that, though. Dame did kill that, but... He's nice with it. That's all... Oh, for sure. But that's all we got for you guys today. Once again, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope y'all like listening to me and Brett break everything down for y'all. We're about to, I mean, football's right around the corner, Brett. Next week, we got to hammer some football, hammer MLB trade deadline. It's about oh, that yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. And I, the fall season is very exciting for me because this is the full time I've been in full podcasting mode. In the past, I've done like radio. So I'm in full podcasting mode. We're going to book out some guests. On my show, your show, whatever it may be, we're going to have a fun time. Can't wait to do it, but 
Appreciate everyone tuning in once again, and we will see y'all next week. Peace. Damn. That was-